<clears throat> this is my Bible. I believe I can have what it says I can have. And I believe I can do what it says I can do. This is the incorruptible, indestructible Word of God. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me, delivering me, healing me, and blessing me. And thank you, Jesus, for sending the Holy Ghost to teach me, to guide me, to comfort me, and to show me things to come. And thank you, Jesus, for baptizing me with the Holy Ghost in fire. And Jesus, we thank you for the hundreds that are coming to help us fulfill the vision of this house. And we thank you for the thousands online will also help us fulfill the vision of this house. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you would just pick me up just a little more. My mic. Hallelujah. Now, of course, some of you were here when I announced that we bought that property on the corner lot over there. And uh, uh, they wanted uh, 20 Years ago, I tried to buy it. They wanted 35000 or something like that. And, uh, and then he came down to 25000 And then the other day, as we were working behind the house where we're going to move into, I asked the Lord, Lord, why don't you just go ahead and give me this property? So I came over here, and I t talked to Brad. And I said, find out who, make, make a few phone calls, and and see for how much they want for that property, and uh, tell them I'll give him fifteen thousand. And uh, so Brad calls them and locates them, and uh, they said that fifteen thousand was too low, which I was expecting, but I wanted something to come back at me. And uh, so they didn't. Uh, they said that they were going to come back at us with uh, an amount. So before they came back, I called him. And I said, listen, this is what I want this property for. And he said, well, the owner wants to really get rid of it, so he says he'll take 22 for it. And I said, I'll take it for 22. And uh, now the 22, if, you know, we picked up some offerings, and those that wanted to donate 1,000, those that wanted to donate 100 a month or 10 months, Anyway, we brought it down to 10,000. So we just got, we got 10,000 to go. Okay? So I'm asking those that are watching online also, listen, however you want to do it, if you want to just pay, give you 1,000 immediately or give us $100 a month for 10 months so we can pay this thing off. And uh, I don't know exactly what God's going to do. But I know exactly that God's going to do something. Amen. Amen. So I want you to stretch your hands towards that corner of this church here. And Father, we thank you for this new property that you've given us. Father, we ask you to reveal what you want to do with it. Hallelujah. Because anytime you give us something, you have something in plan. And Father, we thank you that you're 
may reveal the plan that you have for us with that corner lot, Lord God, that we may start acting on it. I know that I can have some tent revivals there. I know that we can do other things, Lord God. It's a wonderful place to, it's a wonderful lot, and we thank you for it, for giving it to us. In Jesus' name. I don't know if we can build the sanctuary there, but there's buildings all around it. And it's certainly big enough to put a sanctuary there. But whatever you want us to do there, reveal it, Father, to us. I ask it in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, give the Lord another praise offering. Thank you, Lord. I like this pulpit because I, if you watch, watch, watch me carefully, it looks like a judge bench. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm so glad that uh, Pastor Tom Arnold from Yukon blessed me with it. And I'm going to be making uh, some copies of the, he's the host of the road show of uh, the Oasis uh, station. So we did a, he did a part of our testimony, an hour of it. And uh, I took some, some CDs so they could make copies and have them up there in Yazoo. So the, the, the couple is back, the new couple that just got married. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Slim and his wife. Hallelujah. They drove all the way from chi- Chicago. Hallelujah. Amen. So anyway, uh, they sent some pictures of the, the wedding and license to make sure that I know that they're married. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome back. Hallelujah. And so, uh, what was I saying? Huh? Oh, the CDs, yeah. So I'm going to have some copies made, and I'm going to put them out there so you can just grab one and, and uh, pass them along. Amen? Amen? So people can hear, that, hear it. Amen? And uh, so it, it is... I don't know, it's just, I just like the way it was done and done so professionally. And, and uh, Tom Arnold, let me tell you, he is an awesome. I'm not talking about the Tom Arnold from Illinois. I'm talking about the Tom Arnold from Oklahoma City, from Yukon. They have the same name. He has the church, the Good News Church there. And uh, they also had the... Um, Invited me to take all the men and women, and they just want to do, they do something once a month for somebody, so they chose us to do a meal for us, and they cooked for us, and they fed us, and we had a wonderful time there with them, and he is a, he is a good man of God. Amen? Amen. Okay, Hallelujah. Well, since you liked the message last night, let me continue on it. Amen. Because he, John, he's also the one that 
It's in the book of John, and then John is in the, also the book of John, 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. But John is also the, the revelator, okay? John had a, a love for Jesus and uh, understood and walked in that. And uh, actually, uh, why was John chosen to have this vision of revelation? I believe he was chosen because of the intimacy that he had with Jesus. Okay? So that should tell you something. Hey, Leon, hallelujah. Did you hear me say hi to you the other day online? All right. Leon watches every service. Praise God. And uh, so it was the, in, the intimacy that he had. I believe that that was the key. The intimacy that you can have with Jesus, or the Father and the Lord, uh, we don't, we, it's not for all of us to have the, the revelation that John had. We don't need it. He already have it. Gave it to us. Amen? But I'm saying to you, if you can learn to have an intimacy with him, that's where you're going to find the secret things that God has. Okay? The Apostle Paul had an intimacy with Jesus. But the Apostle Paul, uh, he was truly indoctrinated with the law, he knew it the way you're supposed to know it. But the Apostle Paul had so much inside of the other side. You missed it. Apostle Paul had so much inside of the other side, okay? Of the religious ones, Okay? Of uh, the Pharisees and Sadducees and all this, see, you see? <laughs> and uh, so, when he had that encounter with Jesus, now we know that Paul was persecuting the believers, correct? Amen. But when he had that encounter with Jesus, Jesus didn't say, why are you persecuting my people? He said, why are you persecuting me? See, because when, when you mess with me, you're messing with him. Amen. When they mess with you, they're, they're messing with him. Amen. Okay? And uh, because he, if he truly lives in you, you will truly never be the same. Okay? If you claim that truly he lives in you and you haven't changed, then you might be close to him or he might be in you, but you're not allowing him to live through you. And say, we're so busy trying to live for him and all you have to do is just let, let him live through you. Okay? Because when you're so busy trying to live for him, you become kind of religious for him. 
I mean, we should live for him, but the way you live for him is allowing him to live through you. Amen. And when you allow him to live through you, religious spirits can get on you. Okay? It's when you're trying to live for him that you become religious. Because now it's you doing instead of him doing it through you. Okay? And it's easy to fall into that if you've never been taught that, allowing him to live through you. Okay? Because we hear a lot of preachings. Live for the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's a true statement. But when you're living for the Lord Jesus Christ, it should be that you're allowing him to live through you. Okay? Amen. But they fail to tell you that, so you continue trying to live for the Lord Jesus Christ without allowing him living through you. Okay? <clears throat> and so... But that's the correct way to, I believe, the correct way to live for him is allowing him to live through you. Amen? And when you allow him to live through you, you'll, you'll see that you will be able to accomplish things that you couldn't accomplish because you've been trying to do it by living for him. Okay? And if you're struggling with things, see, uh, when you struggle with things, and we all struggle, but the more we allow him to live through us, the least struggles you have. Come on. Okay? Because now you realize that you cannot do anything in your strength, but you can do all things through his strength. Well. Okay? This is why it says in the book of John, chapter 15, you cannot do anything without me. What he's basically saying, you can't do anything if you don't allow me to live through you. Amen. Okay? And so, now, you know, uh, we never stop learning because the Bible even says, that they would, if they would have been able to write everything he said and did, there wouldn't be enough room in this world to put it all in books. So that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff that uh, is available, I believe, to, for you to tap into when, you're in the, when your heart is right. Because, uh, listen, words, once words are released... They don't disappear. So if he said a lot of stuff and did a lot of stuff, it's still out there. Amen? So what he wrote for us is enough for you to be able to tap into other stuff, other words he said. And you will even... Tap into things, because it says things that he also did. Okay. Can you imagine? There wouldn't be enough, being able enough, there's not enough books to put it all into. That's a lot of stuff. 
So that tells me, David, that he filled his word, I mean, this world with his word. Do you know the Bible says that this world is standing on his word? Now, the only reason why this world is functioning is because it's standing on God's word. Okay? When he pulls his word off, out, then the world don't have anything to stand on. Sinners don't even know that they're standing on God's word. Now, God is not, because they're standing on God's word, God is not saying it's okay to sin. But they say, it's like a born-again people and, 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 and people that are not safe. It rains on both of us. Okay. But not everyone has the covering. Okay? And uh, it's like a, it can rain on all of us, but the word can also be like an umbrella. Right. Amen. Okay? And we're all waiting for the latter rain. Okay? There's going to be some amazing things that are going to happen in the latter days. But I do want to be honest with you because there's a gospel being preached that you think you can live any way you want to and still go to heaven. I don't think so. Because if that would be the case, then everybody would go to heaven. The gospel, living the gospel, is not an easy lifestyle. But I, what it does have Living the gospel is not an easy lifestyle, but it carries power and dominion and authority. Outside of living the gospel, you are powerless and you don't have no authority. You are being controlled, okay, by the other source. Now, this is the way I see things. This world is full of different denominations. And Hollywood's got their own denomination and all this stuff. <laughs> and uh, to me, it's simple. The purpose of Jesus coming and preaching the gospel of the kingdom is because God has a kingdom for you to live in. Okay? Now you may say, well, kingdom in heaven? No. Yes, there's a kingdom of heaven, but there's a kingdom that is not seen with a natural eye here on earth. Okay? And in this kingdom that is not seen with a natural eye, you have to live in this kingdom by faith and not by sight. Okay. So you have to learn how to live by faith and not by sight. But what we're missing sometimes, 
we might have the faith, but then we realize that the faith is kind of, you know, like when a car is stalling. And I go, bup, 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 bup. why is my faith going? Bup, 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 bup? Because, <laughs> hallelujah. You know, you go to a gas pump and you'll find super, low plus, a low then regular. So when you feed a car that's supposed to run on super and you put regular, your life is going to go bup, 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 See, when you were born again, you became a new what? Creature. That only takes premium. <laughs> you can only put premium in it. The problem that you have today with the little rinky demons that you're dealing with is because you're not putting the premium in you. Come on. Once you put the premium in you, you don't need anything that this world has to offer. Hello. Amen. Okay. And so many people are putting in watered-down gospel in them. Okay? And, you know, plus is pretty good. But plus, you can't compare plus with premium. Plus means that it has a little bit of premium. But it's mixed with what? Regular. Where do you want to live in? You want to live with a putt-putt life? Or you want to live in a supernatural life? Amen. Hallelujah. So start putting premium. How do you put premium? Well, you keep sin off of you. Amen. You keep compromising off of you. Amen. You got to keep that off of your life, and you'll run on premium. Amen. But when you're trying to live a life mixed with sin, then you know you're a Christian. So you're trying to live a life with premium in regular life. Did you understand that? That is not God's best. That is what man says you can have and still have God. I say to you, man is lying to you. Put in you, if you're a brand new born again Christian, if you're a brand new Christian, or the Bible says this, we're, 
what? New creatures in Christ Jesus, right? And all things are passed away. You don't put nothing of the old, old back into you. Then it says, and all things belong to God. God has all new things that belong to him that you can put in your life now. Amen. Amen. But he's not going to force you to do it. Listen. This is where I'm going to say something to you where either will set you free or you will criticize me for it. You can develop a hunger for the knowledge of the Word of God. But it will not have no spirit behind it. How do we get the spirit behind it? When you have a hunger for Him. Okay? Because you can talk about Him, but you don't really have a hunger for Him. Because He said, if you're truly love me, you will do whatever I say for you to do. That's a hunger. Okay? We can talk about him. Now listen. In, in Matthew 6, there was this group that he encountered that they were casting out devils and prophesying and all this good stuff. Correct? And when he encountered them, he, he said, I never knew you. And they, has, they had a problem with that because if he didn't know them, how could they be doing all this stuff in his name? It was his name that was doing it. You can do stuff in his name without having a relationship with him. Okay? Because God is good and God is love. But the key is that they were doing all this stuff in his name, and he says to them, depart from me, I never knew you. Hmm. Notice the words. Depart, I never knew you. Workers of iniquity. They were not walking and living in premium. Amen. Okay? Because you can, listen, you can walk, put regular gas. You know, a lot of us, we look for the price of gas to go down, then we flock to that. People are flocking to churches where the price of the lifestyle has gone down. People are flocking to churches where they don't require a holy life. Right. Uh, 
Okay? They're no different than when the gas goes down to a dollar and twenty-two cents. My car cannot run on regular or premium. My car has to have, <laughs> not, my car cannot run on regular or plus. My car requires only premium. Amen. <laughs> Why does my car require only premium? Because of the quality of the vehicle. Why does your life require premium? Because of the quality. Okay. Oh, you might go to heaven run, running on regular. But you're going to have to have a lot of explanation to have when you stand before the judgment throne. Amen. See, when you love, when you walk on this cheap life, you're actually putting Jesus in a place of cheapness. Amen. There is nothing cheap about my Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. When you, you say you're a Christian and you go walk into a crack house or you walk into a club or you walk, what you're doing, you're making my Jesus look cheap. Listen, you might not like this message. But this is the true message. You're crucifying him again. That's what the Bible says. You keep crucifying when he already died and gave you a brand new spanking new life. Hallelujah. Well, Pastor, I can't stop this. Continue. The day is going to come where you can't stop this. It's going to stop you, I promise you. It's going to stop you and you lose everything you have. You might even wind up in prison if you're still alive. Because you're living a lie. The truth is he has... Oh, he has redeemed you. He has delivered you. And he has healed you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I was watching myself today, and uh, this area over here gets kind of dark with one of the cameras. So we need to put some more lights on this side. See how easy I can unhook and hook back up? <laughs> Listen, you can live a normal life 
and walk in the supernatural power of God. You can live a normal life and walk in the authority of God. Amen. What kind of life do you want to live for Jesus? We should be wanting to live the best that we can. Because God the Father gave his very best for you. And guess what? If God the Father gave me his very best and his very best lives in me, then that means that I can live the very best for him. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why not? Because the very best already lives in me. Okay? So it's all, it all comes down. You know, the devil has different strokes for different folks. He can stroke you, stroke you really nice. It's okay. It's okay to do that. God still loves you. The only thing that he's saying truthful there is that God loves you, but it's not okay to do that. God will never stop loving us. Okay? I said last night, you know, we all belong to him. But the question is, who is fathering you? Oh, come on now. That's why Jesus said, your father is the devil, because the devil was fathering the religious people. Uh-huh. It's not that they were not God's children. It was, they were God's rebellious children. So when you get in a rebellious state, you're unteachable. You can't, you can't be taught because you get angry. And the reason you get angry is because you can't whip what's whipping you. That's why you get angry. Because you can't whip what's whipping you. You can't stop the devil from stealing from you. So you get mad. What do we do? We blame it on somebody else. That's not what the Bible says. You come up with some silly scripture. Your fruit will say how much truth you have. If your fruit is bad, your word is bad. Simple. It's not difficult. It takes care, courage. But listen, you can handle it. Because the day that you accepted him, he also says, you can do all things now through me. All things. You don't have an excuse. I don't care what it is. You can do all things now. Uh You don't have an excuse. Because you're doing it through him. Amen. 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 Go to the book of 1 John again.
Go to chapter 2. And watch this. Verse 15. Hallelujah. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Notice that. If you still love things of the world, when you were attached to them before, okay? Correct me if I'm wrong. We were of the world before we got saved, correct? Amen. Of course we're going to have things still attached the day that we got saved from the world. But it's been years now, and those things are still attached to you. The love of the Father is not in you. Verse 16, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. You're living off your pride, the lust of your eye. But see, the reason is because the Bible says very plainly, folks, Pride comes before a fall. You're going down. You're going down if you don't get up today. Those of you that are watching, you'll go down if you don't change your ways today and repent today. Because pride is what takes us back into the world. Pride is what says that you can do this of the world and it'd be okay with the Father. I'm still a Christian. Now that's your pride's talking. You know how you know when you don't have pride? You're a humble person. You don't try to justify yourself. A humble person will always plead guilty because pleading guilty is where God's mercy comes to. And as long as you stay prideful, you don't plead guilty. So his mercy cannot come. Okay? So when we mess up, just plead guilty. Doesn't give you an excuse to continue messing up. When you do that, then you're not pleading guilty. You're taking advantage of his mercy. But listen, when you do it that way, try to take advantage of his mercy, his mercy never comes to you that way. Because your heart's not right. If we know so much, why we can't lick the devil? If you know more than me, why aren't you preaching? <laughs> because it's not how much you know, it's how you live what you know. Right. Yeah. Right. 
Don't question or run down. If you don't like the way we do MBK, then how come you don't have your own MBK? Or you might, you can make one happen, but that doesn't mean that God gave it to you. If God didn't call you for it, you won't even be able to make the turn. You'll fall apart. Why have we been able to do this for 44 years? MBK for 20 years. Church for 29 years. Because I'm called to do it. Jealousy will come. People will be jealous because, you know, they're not, they're not doing what we're doing. Listen, God has your own ministry if you just humble yourself. Humble yourself and pay the price. Live right. That's what you have to do. When Jesus encountered that rich young ruler, he said, you, you know, he said, well, you have to do this, this, and that. He said, I've done all of those. He said, yeah, but you lack one thing. Sell what you have and pick up your cross and then come along with me. He couldn't do that. Because what he had had him. He did not know if Jesus would have said the truth, you know, the truth is believe what he says and do what he says and you'll receive what he has. If he would have done what he, Jesus says, sell what he had and give it to the poor, the Bible says that when you give to the poor, you're just lending to God. He says, what you have is nothing compared that you can get by selling it and giving it to the poor. God will pay you back what you gave and much more if you pick up your cross and follow me. He was getting ready to bless him in a way that he was going to become more rich than he was. But the stuff had him. Look at the next verse. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof, but he who does the will of God abides forever. He who who? does what? The will. will. That's, that's, That's it. What's his will? That you do what he's told you to do. Amen. You want to get rid of the problems you have? You want to get things settled with your wives and husbands and your children? Do what God says to do. The problem with young people, they don't want to do what God says to do. The problem with parents, they don't want to do what God says to do. Take tithing. They don't want to tithe. Well, I, you know, I, 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 I got bills to pay. Then your bills are more important than God. Then your bills will become in God. You're taking care of bills first and taking care of God. 
You're always going to have bills that way. Amen. Another one that is connected to that, your money is your God. You have more faith in your money to pay your bills than the one that's giving you the job. I'll leave that alone. Verse, where are we, verse 17? 18. 18, all right, this is good, right here. Little children, it is the last time. And as you have heard, that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. Another, he's not talking about the one Antichrist, he's talking about the end, many Antichrists. That, that can qualify us. Look at the next verse. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. Now listen. How many that have started, not just me, other ministries, but that started with us and stayed with us are more blessed than you were before? Raise your hand. Because I don't water down the gospel. I'll tell you exactly the way it says. Okay. Now, the reason why the Bible talks about the love of money is because uh, with money, you can make anything happen if you have enough of it. With money, you can build a church and keep the, and keep the church full as long as you entertain the people. Because they'll come to, a, for it, to be entertained. But no one's changing. No one's being transformed. So, it's a money church. Now, it's okay to be blessed. But as far as I'm concerned, the money is for to continue preaching the gospel. Or let me put it correctly. Continue preaching the truth. And having missions and mission fields and God, how much do you need? How much do you want? You know, it's okay to have an abundance, but then be careful because the abundance might have you now. You'll start competing who has more of this. What minister has more, if a minister has more than you have, you're going to compete and try to beat him, outdo him by having more of what he has. 
That is no different than people in the church. You know, sometimes they try to address each other. <laughs> it's okay to dress. It's okay to look nice, but never try to outdress somebody. The reason you're dressing up is for the king. He is the king. Amen. So be careful. Remember what Jesus told these guys. Not everybody says, Lord, Lord, Lord. He is Lord over. Now listen, this is what I like about this because they all started from them. How many people has started and then all of a sudden they're hearing a different gospel? Because Pastor Philip's gospel is not permitting or convincing you to stop sinning. The other gospel at that other big church, they'll love you and they will let you continue sinning. But they don't tell you that the wages of sin is death. They don't tell you that. God loves you as you are. He does, but he won't leave you where you are. Won't leave you there. So Antichrist, anybody can fall into this. And there's so many prophets they call themselves prophets when God never called them to be prophets. In the same book, in another chapter, it talks about Balaam. Balaam. He became a, wick, a, a, a wicked prophet. So what does that mean? That means that you're stepping into becoming a wicked, weak, wicked person or a wicked prophet. Wickedness, you get a chair that is made out of wick. It's tangled and wicker, you know. And so you're tangling with other doctrines and other stuff. Without you seriously having a serious talk with your father, that's what the prodigal son encountered. He thought he had that together he lived in the house. He was disciple and brought, raised up by the father himself. So I can handle this. Give me my portion and I'm going to go preach my own gospel. So he found himself preaching his own gospel and he found himself being preached to. And what was being preached to took everything he had. 
That means the world will take everything that God has blessed you with. Okay. So he realized and he said, my God. He was eating food that was being served to the pigs. So, and then he woke up. Thank God that we're able to wake up. He woke up and he thought he was dreaming, but it was not a dream. It was reality. <laughs> and he, he woke up and came to his, listen, listen to what the word says, in his right what? Mind. If your mind is not right, then your mind is wrong, my friend. If you're still wallowing with the pigs, your mind is wrong. If you're still doing stuff that you did before and try to convince that it's okay, your mind is wrong. You are not in your right mind. Wake up! That's for some of you that was kind of trying to fall asleep on me. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Verse 20. But you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. You know what? All things. You know all things that are right, and you know all things that are wrong. Verse 21. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it, that, and that no lie is of the truth. Verse 22. Who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Let me tell you how you deny him. And you don't even know you're denying him when you're still living in what he set you free from. Amen. Say that. You understand that? Mm -hmm. You're anti-Christ. If you truly got born again, truly accepted him with your heart, and you're not living the way you should be living, you're an anti-Christ. Now, we Start young, but if you stay with it, Paul said it this way, I was once a child in God's things, but now I am a man. And he's teaching the book of love. He put away all these childish things, fussing with each other, Blaming each other. Pointing fingers at each other. Wow. Listen. When you allow the word, the Father. See. Jesus succeeded on earth. Because the Father was guiding him. Amen. Adam fell 
because he stopped the father from guiding him. Amen. Okay? So Jesus was able to succeed to come and set the captives free, Amen. redeem us all, because he allowed the Father to father him while he was on earth. That's the key. Paul said it in, the, in Hebrews chapter 4, somewhere around there. He says, a lot of you are seeking for teachers. We need the teachers. But you can't live, live on just the teachers. You need a father. So you go out there and, 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 you, and you criticize your pastor because you're feeding off of teachers to criticize your father. You'll always find something wrong with your father when you're hearing from people that are fatherless. Don't call me your pastor if you don't pay attention and obey what I tell you to do. Don't call me your pastor. Because I am not your pastor when you disobey me. Don't come to me, well, I obey God. Who, who do you think God, where God lives in? Why do you think I'm talking the way you talk, I'm talking to you? Because it's the Father that is raising me up. Hallelujah. And it's the Son obeying the Father. Listen, how come, you know why Cain killed Abel? Because one was obeying and the other one wasn't. That's right. That's right. Oh, you can come here. You might, have, you might already have a pastor and God bless you because you have another pastor. You have a pastor and continue having a pastor. But don't you ever call me your pastor when you don't pay attention to me. Yes. When you don't trust my guidance. Find you a pastor that you can trust. If you can't trust me, we'll find one. Hallelujah. That can father you. Yeah. You can trust. That's why I have a pastor. I have Pastor Ricky that I can trust. Hallelujah. And I met another pastor, Pastor Stephen, that I can also building a relationship with him. Amen. Glory, glory. But that's where it's at. You struggle because you disobey. Amen. When you disobey, you pay. When you obey, he picks up the bill. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to the next verse. Whosoever denies the Son, the same has not the Father. But he who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Go on. Let, let that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you also shall continue 
in the Son, and in the Father. You see, this house has a vision. Every house has to have a vision. Now, when I, <clears throat> there was two pastors, <clears throat> the Assembly of God pastors, a Hispanic pastor, I hooked up with the vision of their house. I put my family in there, put my finances in there, I put my ties in there, and I put my ear in there and my heart to learn. Because I was told by God himself to learn everything that I could learn about him. So that's why I started this journey 43 years, 44 years ago. Not knowing anything about him, not knowing any scriptures, not knowing nothing, never brought up uh, in a church or anything. I was Catholic, but I didn't, all I knew is the only thing that was holy for me was the holy water and doing this stuff. Nothing wrong with that. I used to sprinkle holy water and 600 pounds of weed so I wouldn't get caught. Get caught. You know? And when I wouldn't get caught, I would say, thank you, God. <laughs> and, uh, my whole family are Catholics, and I love my whole family. Amen. I led every one of them to Jesus, but they have not left their belief. And that's okay with me. I can, I, I, I can live with that. If that's where they want to live in their belief, it's fine with me. I love, that's my family. I can't force anybody to live what I'm living. Hallelujah. Amen. You know? And uh, uh, my brother, younger brother, he is, so, you know, he is very knowledgeable of the Catholic Church. But he is not knowledgeable of the Word. That's one of the things with a lot of... And there, listen, and there is Catholics that are, have knowledge of the Word, and those are the ones, mostly the ones that are spirit-filled. Okay? And so, anyway... Uh, I had to I had to stop him because he was trying to convert me <laughs> I said little brother I've already been converted Amen. now I thank you for trying to help me but I've got all the help I need Let's talk about something else. Okay? Now, listen, and I am guilty of this because when I first got saved, I didn't have much, much understanding. I found out that if, you, if you're not saved, you go to hell when I first got saved. So I was so concerned for my family. So I call, pick up the phone, and I call my, my, my brother, and I say, I want to have a meeting with all the family. Get them all together at your house. I'm coming from Houston. I'll be there in a certain day. Showed up. Sure enough, everybody's there. They want to, I said, I've got something very important to tell them. So they wanted to hear what was important. As soon as they were all there, I said this. If you guys don't accept the Lord Jesus Christ, all of you are going to hell. 
It did not work at all. That's how come it doesn't work for us sometimes. We do, we're trying to do a good thing, but it's not God telling you to do it. And uh, they got mad at me because I am the one that, for them, I'm the one that was messed up, okay? And you're trying to tell us. They said, no, you are going to hell. <laughs> and this 300-pound, over 300-pound brother-in-law got up, and he came at me. Who do you think you are, you blankety-blank? And he's coming at me, and all of a sudden, a boldness rises up from in here. And I said, I rebuke you, Satan. And this big giant stopped. No one had ever called him Satan. <laughs> and I saw that it would work. I said, that first bullet... <laughs> Shot the first shot. <laughs> it's working. So I kind of continue rebuking. I rebuke you, Satan. Every time I said, I rebuke you, Satan, he stepped back. Wow. I backed him up all the way to the door, got him out of the door, and shut the door and locked him outside. And I started crying. And I said, I don't understand why you guys don't believe what I'm telling you. I'm here because I love all of you. They were still mad at me. We went back to Houston that way. I'm driving, and, uh, and God speaks to me. And he says, son, if you do, you know, he said, if you live for me and allow me to live through you, I will change, I will touch your family. Amen? And he, he did he did. I, was, I wasn't, you know, he didn't pull them out of the Catholic Church, but at least they said the sinner's prayer. Amen. Amen. And so, okay. Look at the next verse. And this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. Go on. These things have I written unto you concerning them who seduce you. Go on. But the anointing which you have received of him abides in you, and you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. Amen. You shall what? Abide. abide in him. Amen. That's the key. Who are you abiding in? Amen. You know, if you really want progress in your life, then abide in the one that can give you progress. You know? Step out of the world, you know, a little bit at a time because you can't just... I know it, it, it's impossible for everybody to just leave everything. No, he'll take everything off of you as you start walking towards him. Amen. Amen. Look at the next verse. And now, little children, abide in him, 
that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Verse 29. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who does righteousness is born of him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How's your lifestyle? Give him praise. We'll probably continue next time on chapter, next chapters. Hallelujah. This time, I want everybody to stand. And I want the elders to come. We're going to pray for needs and problems or whatever you might be facing today. Hallelujah. You don't have to leave this place the same. It's up to you. God is a miracle God. God is still producing miracles. Okay. He's a supernatural loving God. He is so powerful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Okay. Those of you that need prayer, come to the front. Let them anoint you with oil. Let them pray over you. If your life is kind of shaky, come up. Get rid of the shakiness. Amen? Come get it right. If you need a healing, if you're believing for a loved one, whatever it might be, just come. If you're believing for favor, come. Just come. Come. God is so amazing. He's so wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Just come. Just come. Come. If you just want to come and check prayer out, come. Just check it out. See what it is. What it is if it works. Come. There's somebody over here that needs prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, da ba 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 Thank you, Lord. This is how we know that God's in the house. This is how we know because His presence is the Holy Spirit that touches the people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
For those of you that are watching me online, hallelujah. He's so real. Don't be afraid of him. Don't be afraid to be live, living right. Don't be afraid to walk away from that old life. That old life doesn't have nothing good for you. Step into the new life that he's giving you. If you're watching me this morning, pray after me in the name of Jesus and say, Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me, Jesus. I repent. I repent from that old life. I want to walk and live in the new life that you have for me. I accept it. And I accept you to live through me. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for Leon, Father. I bless him. Strengthen him. Heal him, Father, from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power. In Jesus' name. Now I pray for everyone else that needs a miracle. May you be healed also. May you have breakthrough, whatever you need to break through from. May you have your breakthroughs in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank everyone that's watching. Hallelujah. Continue praying for us. Continue praying for us. Hallelujah. This is Pastor Philip. I love you. Continue watching our services. The cameras are going to continue staying on so you can see what God is doing. But I, I'll see you next service. Amen. Hallelujah.
you, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Lord. You're inside me. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, sometimes, sometimes I make people mad with this type of messages, but it's the truth. Uh, you know, uh, thank God. Hallelujah. I will not back up. I'm back away Amen. from preaching the word the way it is. Amen. Amen. And, you know, we had 71 views last night. 71. Seven. There, was more, there was more people watching than people in the service. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, we had a pretty good crowd Sunday and Saturday night. But I want to thank all those 71 faithful people that watch, us, watch our services. Amen. And for those of you that watch our Sunday morning service, I know that in Florida, a couple in Florida, you know, uh, you say this is your church and you tithe here and all that. So thank you so much. Thank you for trusting in the word that I minister. But you've seen it work in your life. You've seen it work in many others. When you hear the truth, the truth will set you free, you know, and you, you've seen it working in your life. Don't back up. Continue going in that direction. Hallelujah. God is a holy God, and he's gathering together a holy people. Amen. Hallelujah. No one's perfect, but the one that lives in you is. Amen. And that's going to help you perfect the things that you can't perfect. He's already take care, taking care of them. So God bless you. We'll see you next service. Everyone that's here this morning, God bless you. Enjoy your evening. Enjoy your Sunday. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Amen.